everyone, my name is Kelly and this is the Girl Recovering Podcast, your ultimate guide for dealing with your mental health in your 20s, told through my experiences and tips with dealing with mental illness. I hope you are all doing well and if you've followed my podcast for some time, you know that usually around this time of year I post a birthday related podcast, whether that's 21 things I've learned in 21 years, things like that, but It is come to that time of year, and I'm turning 22, and I thought that 22 things I've learned in 22 years would be a very long podcast episode, so I decided to shorten it a bit and talk about a couple of the lessons that I have learned in the past year of being 21 as I now go into being 22, which is something that is still scary to me. I think especially because we've been in a pandemic and time stands still, but yet I'm turning another year older, so a lot of emotions around this time, but I still want to do a little podcast about what I've learned and some of the most hardest lessons I've learned, but the most important lessons that I've learned. So without further ado, let's just jump on in. Let's start with the first one, and this is the biggest lesson that I've learned, more so a warning, but it is to stop comparing yourself. And I think it's so easy to tell ourselves stop comparing ourselves to other people. Comparison is the thief of joy and this, that, and the other thing. And yes, I totally agree. I think this was my biggest issue being 21. I think it also had to do with the pandemic because there wasn't really much to do except for be on your phone and look on social media and just naturally compare ourselves to other people. And of course, when we're stuck in lockdown and in another country, people aren't. It's easy to feel jealous or long for something you don't have. So I think there was a big theme around being 21 for me of constant comparison, and I knew I had to get out of it, but I didn't really know how. So I think the lesson, obviously, is to stop comparing yourself, but more so how to stop comparing yourself. I really had to take a step back and understand that everyone cares about themselves, and everyone is on their own journey, and That means that you need to care about yourself and you need to be so self-involved that you stop worrying about what other people are doing and you stop comparing yourself to other people. I think it's so easy to look at someone and compare ourselves and see something we don't have and compare it to our life and then feel bad about it. But the truth is that everyone is on their own path. And I talked about this in a previous episode, but I think it's so important to be so self-involved, especially in your 20s, maybe a controversial opinion, but the more involved with yourself that you are, being involved with your goals and what you want to achieve and about living your life, you naturally stop comparing yourself to other people's lives. Because when you compare yourself, it's a form of a lack of confidence. And you grow in confidence when you start living your life. And I saw something on Pinterest, it was along the lines of lessons from a 40-year-old, and they had said, when you care so much about your life, no one else's life matters and you stop comparing yourself because that's the reality. We're going to get so busy some days and you're going to get wrapped up in yourself and that's when you stop comparing yourself and you stop doubting yourself and you stop having these negative behaviors because you start actually living in your life. I think it's so important to realize that younger because especially with social media, like I said, you're constantly comparing yourself. So as you age, you need to catch yourself doing it and stop it and realize that 
you need to focus on your own journey because that's how your journey is going to be better. So that was my number one (laughs) and the most important personally in this past year for me. But the second one is making monthly goals is a must. For 20 years, I had always set goals at the beginning of the year and done them sometimes, but also veered off course other times. And being 21, I really set monthly goals every month and that kept me on schedule. It kept me achieving the things that I wanted to achieve. And overall, it made me feel more accomplished by the end of the year. Now, I didn't feel that great about 2021 and being 21 in general, just a lot of different things, but I can look back on that year and say I did accomplish a lot of my goals because I set up that kind of play-by-play instead of setting out a bunch of vague goals at the beginning of the year, i.e. New Year's resolutions, instead of setting specific goals every single month to keep me on track. It was just a way better way of accomplishing your goals and growing. So being 21, I set monthly goals and learning it is now an essential moving forward. The third lesson that I learned is being alone is not always a bad thing. Being 21, but also especially going into 22, there's a lot of time that I need to spend alone just in nature of my situation right now. And it's very scary. And I used to be someone who loved being alone, who loved living on my own, having my own space. It was great. And then in the past year or so, I learned how much better it is living with people you like and being around other people and realizing that I learned that I was freaking out (laughs) because now I know that I like being with people but now I have to be alone so it was hard for me to be alone and not be sad all the time but it isn't always a bad thing because when you are alone you have more time to work on yourself And that is so important because maybe this goes back to the comparison piece, but being alone, I compared myself to people who weren't always alone, but those people may be behind on their goals or their healthy habits or their development as a human being. And when you spend that time alone, you learn more about yourself. You learn more about what makes you happy. You can solidify some healthy habits, which you need to do sometime in your 20s, the sooner the better, so that you don't solidify those bad habits as you progress into the older ages of your life. So I found that being alone actually was fun. And I had a lot of fun being by myself and doing my own thing. It still was hard, don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy, but I think it isn't a bad thing. And going back to the comparison piece, everyone is doing their own thing. And just because everyone is surrounded by people and you're not at a certain point in time doesn't mean that that is the wrong thing or that you're doing a bad thing. Being alone still has benefits and isn't, like I said, a bad thing. And you are really all you need at the end of the day. If you think about it, friends and significant others, they're going to pass by in your life. They're not always going to be there. But the only person who is going to be there is you, and that is a very scary thing, trust me. Because when I realized that 
I have to spend all the time with myself. You don't really walk through life realizing that. You don't walk through life every day thinking, oh, the one person that's here every single day is me. So you have to make sure that that is a person you like. And I think when you spend some time alone, you really work on making yourself a person that you will like because if you like yourself, that's all that matters. And it's a very important value and part of yourself that to establish in your 20s that is so important so being alone definitely helps with that and helps you to find what makes you happy what makes you confident and you can really push out all the negativity and just spend some time alone figuring out what you need to get out of life what you're looking for what type of people you want to surround yourself with and i think it's a very grounding experience and a very important experience so being alone doesn't always equal being a bad thing Next, not everything is as it seems. This goes for social media, but also life. I think, again, here's the theme. Stop comparing yourself. Not everything in life is what it appears to be. And what I mean by that is, for example, social media. You see people having fun and being happy and you think, why isn't that me? But that obviously isn't their life. But even when you're just talking to people in general, I have realized that even if you have people in your inner circle... People don't like to talk negative around people they want to make a good impression on or people that they want to have a long relationship with. So people hide a lot of the bad stuff. And of course, when we're telling our friends we haven't seen in a while what's been going on, you're going to tell them the best of everything. So when you hear all that, you think, oh, the fact that I just cried every day this week, that is not good. Like that makes me feel bad because everyone else is out here living life well that is not true because at the end of the day everyone has their sad times everyone has their bad days some people may be struggling way more than you even if you think that's not possible so i think connecting to reality and realizing that even though you may not know if that person is struggling or not but you're still comparing then you need to take a step back and take a reality check and realize that you don't know what's going on. You only know what's going on with you. So you cannot compare yourself to someone's highlight reels. And that not only comes on social media, but also in person as well. So it's important to understand that and realize that. I think it's important to give yourself a reality check every now and again. Next up, if it doesn't make you happy, it's not worth it. At this stage in our lives, and being 21 especially, We don't have time for stuff that doesn't make us happy. And I think I spent so much time trying to get through the unhappy bits in hope that I would find happiness, that it was just a waste of time. And at the end of the day, what matters in life is being happy. There are people that will argue, oh, it's being successful. Oh, it's making money. Oh, it was this, that, and the other thing. But no, at the end of the day, we just want to be happy. As a human being, that's what we want. And when you realize how short life is and how fast life moves and how fast you can lose something, you then take a step back and realize you just need to follow what makes you happy at the end of the day. That could be being successful. That could be making money. But if you chase something that doesn't make you happy, chances are you might not ever be happy. And again, this is a very optimistic approach but I don't see the problem in it and I have a lot of people in my life who typically have pessimistic approaches but why would you go through life thinking the worst when you could be focusing on the best 
And listen, this is coming from a girl with depression. So like when I'm saying it, I really mean it. You want to follow what makes you happy and you want to just take out what makes you unhappy. And if you find something that finally makes you happy, drop everything to follow it because it's worth it. And I think in this life that we do get, why would we spend time doing something that doesn't make us happy? Now, I understand you sometimes have to take that crappy job to then get to the better one. Things like that. It's not necessarily what I mean. More so with relationships or maybe long-term career plans because, again, with careers, it gets a bit messy because, yeah, sometimes you have to take bad jobs to get to the good jobs. But if you're in an environment that's really bad, then why don't you at least find another job, even though it's not ideally what you want, but just something that makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, that's really all we have as humans. And I think it's really important that we follow that. And being 21, I really tried to tune into that part of me and and follow that. Okay, next. Not everything is that serious. I think just our generation in general, we always think everything is so serious, whether it be making a small decision about something or choosing what to wear to an occasion or things like that, just very small or even things like networking. You're going to hear that and say to me, what does she mean? If it has to do with career, you have to be serious about it. If you're so serious about things, things are going to go right past you. And even from a business perspective, when you have fun doing what you're doing, you will get opportunities. And in my job search this year, I was looking for a job for post-grad. So it's a really big career jump for me. And people who are hiring look for the best of the best. And the job that I got was the interview that I had went to just to literally have fun and I learned more through that experience and I went in with a very open mind and obviously I prepared what I needed to and I took the general interview seriously. I didn't show up being unprofessional, but I didn't get so intense about it. So maybe it should be not everything is that intense (laughs) because when you make everything less serious, you have more fun in life and good things still happen to you and good things still come to you and you still get good grades and you still get jobs, but you're less stressed about everything. So when you have an approach and you have this mindset that everything is not that intense, the world is not going to end if something goes wrong, it's better. And coming from someone who was raised as a perfectionist, this was a hard mindset to change because everything was serious to me. But I think nowadays, just with the world, clearly nothing is that serious. And when you let go of your expectations, that's when you're more happy. And that's when you find things that actually are fun and less intense all the time. And for example, you can actually enjoy an interview. And trust me, interviews are stressful. But it's more fun when you're just, you're there to engage with the other person and obviously you can still be professional but also enjoy yourself because that's what life is about and I know a lot of this episode seems very as my boyfriend would put it Disney but why not at this point and that's what I really learned in my year of being 21 is you can choose 
to be so intense about everything and so dramatic about everything and worry about things that are out of your control and things that are out of control making you sad or you can just change your mindset and live for yourself and start focusing on things that are fun and that make you happy and you can do it in a way that isn't detrimental to anyone isn't detrimental to your career or the the big important things about life in general you know friends family that kind of thing it doesn't have to be detrimental but it can be fun so you know think about that (laughs) okay next take time to be sad if you need to be sad a big mistake i kept making especially in the year of me being 20 there was a lot of times that when I felt sad, I would try to brush it off or push it down or avoid it, ignore it, all of those, which made it immensely worse. And when you're sad and you just take a day or you take a night just to be sad and cry it out, you feel so much better the next day, honestly. And if you keep it with you and let it simmer all week, you're going to be miserable for weeks. Don't know why it is that way. It just is that way. So if you just cry it out, take a day, maybe take two days, maybe take a week if you really need to. Just take that time to just be sad and wallow in it. You can just bounce back so much faster. And that is literally coming from someone who has depression and anxiety and a plethora of other mental illnesses. So it's not going to work for everyone. But I just have found that when I'm easier on myself and I listen to my body, that's when I'm able to take a better control. And it sucks being those days Those days when you just sit in bed and cry all day, they suck. They're the worst. But at least your whole week isn't the worst. And you can at least deal with it, be easy on yourself, and move on. So that would be my advice for that. Next, focus on what you have, not on what you don't. This is obvious, but something a lot of us don't do. A lot of us don't pay attention to things like gratitude. And again, back to the pandemic, a lot of us have noticed what we don't have instead of what we do. And... I think there's no time like the present. I think you should always be focusing on just what you have, not what you don't. And that can be done through tracking gratitude every day or things like that, or even just waking up and doing something as simple and maybe sounding silly, but just counting your blessings every morning or keeping your mindset on what you do have. I have a little chart in my notes app of my phone and it lists everything that matters to me all the people that matter to me all of the activities that matter to me you know art films things like that and once you write them all down you figure out what those are everything else doesn't matter and i think that that has changed my mindset to help me realize that you have so much more than you actually think again with the comparison piece here we go again but You're always focusing on what you don't have and you're always striving for better. And while it's great to strive for better and always see an opportunity and strive for that, you also need to focus on what you do have because sometimes you won't be grateful for what's right in front of you. And we can be so goal-oriented and so focused on what we need to achieve, what society tells us we need to achieve, that we don't see what's right in front of us and it causes a lot of unhappiness. And then when you sit back and realize everything you do have and you stop comparing it to what other people have, then you realize how happy you are. This really just is a TED talk about being happy and how to find happiness, but it really is true because that is really how to do it. And it doesn't always work in your brain. Sometimes you naturally gravitate towards what you don't have, but the more you train your brain to 
maybe see something and you, and you say, oh, I wish I had that, but then take a step back and say, no, 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 but I have this and this and this, and you move on. So I would recommend that if you're stuck and you're feeling unhappy and stuck in this dark place, try focusing on that for a few days and see what that does to your mental health. Okay, next lesson. We're almost at the end here. People change. And it's completely out of your control. (laughs) So over the pandemic, I made a lot of good relationships with people. And after the pandemic, well, at least for that little few month break that we thought the pandemic was coming to an end, I saw a lot of people change. And I thought it had to do with me. And I thought that I had some control over my relationship with those people. But in reality, things happen, people change doesn't affect you. And that is such a basic rule that I feel like so many people know already. And even I, yes, in my brain, I of course know that people change. But when you're really caught up with it and when it's in a direct one-on-one relationship and you're the other person on the other end, you find it hard to understand that someone can just not really have the same energy for your relationship with them. And sometimes it literally is just because people change especially, especially at this point, being 21 and just in, well, now being 22, but in your early 20s in general, people are constantly changing and figuring out what they like and what they don't like. Your brain isn't fully developed yet, so you can change your hobbies or what you're interested in or even your whole career on a dime just because you're figuring out what you like and people are no different about different things and it may not have a direct correlation with you sometimes people just need a new scene or they want new people who don't remind them of things in their past or they're just so surrounded by what is right in front of them that they don't realize there are other there's there's just so many reasons for that so people change and you can't control it you're going to change too so don't try to get too caught up in that the final lesson, which another is another important one that I always get so stuck in, but there is no roadmap to a perfect or happy life. So many of us tend to think that life is laid out for us. You graduate high school, you go to university or college, you graduate, you get into a job, you find someone, you settle down, you get married, you have kids. This whole thing, we all think that this is what life is supposed to be. And then when that doesn't happen, We get so hard on ourselves and me personally, I get so anxious, I get so depressed because life isn't going the way it's supposed to. But life is never supposed to go the way it's supposed to. If it did, that's a movie. (laughs) That is not life. Life is messy and chaotic and there is no way that you're going to grow into the person you're meant to be if there aren't mistakes or there isn't a mess along the way. And I was listening to a series called Actors on Actors. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Look it up on YouTube. It's great. But I was listening to a chat with Andrew Garfield and Amy Adams, and they were talking about regrets and how regrets are actually a beautiful thing and mistakes are a beautiful thing because you're never going to grow into, again, you're never going to grow into that person that you're meant to become without mistakes. And how are you meant to learn and grow if you don't have mistakes happen or hiccups happen along the way. Your life is going to work out the way it's supposed to, and there's going to be bumps along the way to challenge you. But when you start asking yourself, why is this happening to me? 
you should really be asking yourself, what is this trying to teach me? Because life is about growing and changing. And yes, it's going to be messy and it's going to get really hard at times. And you're going to think I'm not going to make it. But life is always trying to teach you something. And you have to follow with that. And like I said, there's no formula for it. You just have to play it day by day, follow what makes you happy, and then you'll see what that roadmap is supposed to be for you. So just keep in mind that this ideal of having this perfect life laid out is not real because it usually comes from movies or TV or media, which is fake, or it sometimes comes from our parents or grandparents, but they lived in such a different time. So think of our life now may be the ideal for someone in 20, 30, 40 years. We don't know. And also, you don't know what hiccups there were along the journey in someone's perfect life that, you know, they hit all those spots that you're supposed to. They may have had many hiccups, many failures, but they're not going to talk about that. They're not going to publicize that. So just remember that. I think along with everything I've said today, it's all about you and it's about focusing on your life and your path and not getting too caught up in the details or the mistakes and just learning to grow with it and learn from it and see what the best lessons you can take away from everything because that's really how you're going to grow and evolve into a better person at the end of the day instead of stopping yourself or being sad all the time because you're not in the place you want to be. I think we're so hard on ourselves as a generation and me specifically being 21, I was so hard on myself all the time. And I think, I mean, for the past few years I have been, but really being 21, I was always so hard on myself because I felt like I wasn't living up to my expectations constantly. But you can't always do that. That doesn't always happen the way that you want it to because things happen, life happens. So you have to work with it and evolve with it and change your expectations constantly. Because if you have expectations, things are just going to go downhill. Believe me. (laughs) So it's best to try your best not to have expectations. Try to go with the flow, I guess. And, you know, create the life that you want, but also be flexible with it too. So all that to say, there's a lot that I've learned being 21. And I think that I've gone through a lot of lessons that I have being 20 and 21 has taught me so much about life in general. It's insane. I can't even imagine what 22 is going to teach me, but hopefully I'll be able to maintain this positive mindset because I'm sitting here saying it all, but sometimes days aren't always like that for me, but hoping to go in this year with new mindset and we'll see what new lessons I have when I turn 23 for you. But thank you for being along with me in this journey. You know, I posted the first episode of Girl Recovering when I was 19 on my 19th birthday, and now I'm turning 22. So it's crazy to think of how everything has changed and and where I am now. So thank you if you've listened along this way and have been a part of the journey. It really means the world to me. So thank you so much for listening and for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let me know if you relate to any of the lessons that I learned. If you're in your 20s and have any important lessons you learned, maybe share it with me, but make sure to give this 
podcast a follow to get notified of more episodes like these and follow my instagram and tiktok at the girl covering for extra tips and updates on my journey i've been trying to link them in the description of each episode if you want an easy way to go to those but i hope you're doing well take care of yourself and have an amazing rest of your day Mm -hmm.